in the sun or rain my life celebrates you are good you are good with the cry of praise and with the cry of praise my heart will proclaim that you are good that you are good in the sun or rain my life celebrates you are good you are good and i sing because you are good and i dance because you are good and i shout because you are good you are good to me and i sing because you are good and i dance because you are good and i shout because you are good you are good to me and i dance and i shout you are good to me and i sing and i dance and i shout you are good you are good to me hallelujah amen always good ain't he ain't, ain't he ain't he <laughs> Time out. That sounds really bad. That's off. One moment, please. <laughs> please hold. <laughs> Stand by. Yeah, pause. <laughs> Hit the pause button. <laughs> well, it's thinking. It's thinking. Hallelujah. The devil is a liar. Hallelujah. Let's see if it works. You ready? Let's try it again. Aren't you glad for second chances? Come on and praise his name, come on and praise his name. 
bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, Almighty ones. Bless the Lord, you heavenly hosts. Bless the Lord, all you his angels. And let all the earth sing for his praises. Jesus is lifted high. 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 Jesus is lifted high.
Shout of praise. Hallelujah. He's lifted high. Yes, he is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. Now tell the other one, just in case they didn't hear you. Nothing is impossible. Hallelujah. <laughs> praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And how great is our God. And sing with me how great is our God. And all will see how great, how great is our God. And how great is our God. And sing with me how great is our God, and all will see how great, and how great is our God. So good to us, God. So good to us, Jesus. Let our praise your welcome and let our songs be a sign we are here for you and we are here for you and let your breath come from heaven and fill our hearts with your life we are here for you and we are here for you to you our hearts to you our hearts are open nothing here is hidden you are undesired you alone are holy only you are worthy your fire fall down to you our hearts are open Lord and let our shout be your anthem your now fill the skies cause we are here for you and we are here for you and let your word move in power and let what's dead come to life we are we are here for you here for you jesus and we are here for you we'll sell up to you our hearts oh. to you our hearts are open nothing here is hidden 
fire fall down in our hearts upon our lives in our church in our families yeah come on let's welcome him with praise across the room we welcome you with praise we welcome you with praise almighty god of love we welcome in this place we welcome you with praise we welcome you with praise almighty god of love we welcome you we welcome you with praise we welcome you with praise almighty god of love be welcome in this place we welcome you with praise we welcome you with praise almighty god of love be welcome in this place so we invite you in this place invite you in this place come on lift your hands across the if you're comfortable and just begin to welcome him with praise come on father we welcome you oh we welcome you with praise with thanksgiving in our hearts we welcome you we welcome you we welcome you
evidence is all around that the Spirit of the Lord is here overflow in this place fill our hearts with your Yeah. 
step in I want to see your glory like Moses did flashes of a light of thunder I'm not afraid I'm not afraid show me your glory show me your glory
Praise, come on. So show me your glory and show me your glory and show me your glory and show me your glory. So we worship you. Come on, let's just worship him for a moment. We don't need music to do that. Come on. Come on. We, need, we just worship you today, Jesus. We love you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you. We worship you, Father. We worship you, Jesus. Worship you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Bless your name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. We worship you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Good morning. Hello. First, I want to thank the worship team. That was awesome. Uh, if you guys give them a round of applause, of applause, please. The Lord is definitely doing something here this morning. I can tell you that. Um, I just want to welcome, and if you're a first-time guest here, I just want to welcome you on behalf of the church. You are um, so welcome here, and if you're a first uh, uh if you're, sorry, I'm like all over the place right now. My spirit is just turning. Um, if it's your first time here online, welcome and um, just make yourself at home. Okay, so um, 21 day of prayer continues this week from 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. Uh, it's weekends with a family. Uh, we have a safety meeting this Thursday at 6.30 p.m. It's going over the Beaumont campus and um, 
the safety of the, the church from here on out, everyone is welcome to attend and you're encouraged to attend because we're speaking about the safety of um, the, the facilities um, both for, for both campuses. Um, the, our first TGP Beaumont service will be this Sunday at 6 p.m. at the Holiday Inn Conference Center that's off of Walden Road. Um, please tell your friends, family, and Beaumont to join us. If you would like to sow a seat into the Beaumont campus, you can um, do that at tgp.church forward slash Beaumont. And um, young adults, we did not get to meet this month. I would, um, this is going to be our meeting. This is going to be where we gather together as, as a group um, at our first Beaumont campus, just showing a, a front saying, hey, we encourage uh, the Beaumont people to come. We just, that's that's going to be our meeting is as our as a family as a group to um to to be there to support that okay go ahead um also we have uh and that that next Sunday January twenty sixth six p.m. just to make sure not tonight next Sunday yeah uh, ignite a women's gathering it's hosted by Paige uh, it's going to be Saturday February first two thousand twenty. Uh, of course, 2020, 10 a.m. and at 6 p.m. This is a free event. Uh, it's going to be guest speakers, Pastor Peggy and uh, Prophetess Charmaine. Uh, Harold, is it Harold? Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is the Holiday Inn Express in Port Arthur. It's going to be an awesome night in the Lord. Amen. Uh, and also, our first, first Wednesday is February 5th at 6.30 p.m. with uh, Pastor John and Joan Hunter. So make sure to be there. If you can, just get your... Uh, tithing offerings together and ready um if you need any envelopes or anything uh, uh brother, brother scott. scott back there he's gonna be handing them out just raise your hand amen okay um in luke 21 4 jesus was in the temple and he watched the rich put their gifts into the uh temple treasury he also watched the poor widow put in two very small copper coins he told his disciples that she put in more than all the others. He told them that the others gave out of their wealth and she gave out of her poverty and all that she had to live on. And while I was in uh, worship, I was just so emotional because I was thinking of Jesus in the temple. And he's like say, sitting there with his disciples. He's like, look, she gave all. She gave more than all of them together because she gave all that she had. And he's like, that's, that's her heart. You know, he's showing, he, he was telling them that was a teaching moment for him to say they may have given out of their abundance, but she gave out of all that she had. And that, and that was just, that was a moment for him to show them. And I was just, I was picturing this woman in this temple. And that was just a, a, a faith trusting heartfelt step to say, Jesus, this is it. This is, this is what I have. The widows normally had debt. They lacked influential advocates. Most of the women lacked sufficient means to support themselves. That means um, they didn't have jobs. They didn't have husbands to support themselves. So literally she gave everything that she had. Um, I did a little bit of research on how much those two coins were. Um, each of the two copper coins were uh, worth only one 128 of a, of a denarius. So that would be 39 cents in U.S. today per one denarii, okay? So that comes about to 0 0.0030, and that's not even a quarter of a, what a penny is today in U.S. 
The coins were the smallest of the Roman coins and perhaps less than 10 minutes wages for an average male worker. The last time that we shared, we said that Lazarus had to die for Jesus' disciples to see and believe in his resurrecting power. I believe that that woman at the well had to give from her poverty for us all to see what it looks like to give from the heart. She gave, she gave from extreme poverty. Uh, she gave with her heart and she gave with an element of sacrifice. If you have faith from your mind, it's coming from the wrong place. If you have worship from your mind, it's coming from the wrong place. If you serve with your mind, it's coming from the wrong place. And if you tithe from your, from your mind, it's coming from the wrong place. Um, all of these things should start from the heart. And it's truly a heart issue. It's not like Jesus needed her two little tiny copper coins. You know, it's not like he needed a quarter of a penny to, you know, to make something happen. He needed her heart. He needed her step. Um, small steps of trusting are big steps in preparing you for what God has planned for you. When you take a step in faith, you're making room for God to move and prepare you for your next move. It's about moving forward. It's about taking that step. If you don't know what's behind that door, you know Jesus is behind that door. You open that door and you shut this off and open this up. Take you know, this whole, the whole thing of, of giving and tithing, you know, like she said, God, God doesn't need our money. I mean, he's the creator of everything. He just knows that it is a tool that can be used to bless us. You see, and his whole motivation is that he's, he's a loving father and he wants us to be blessed. Amen. He wants us to prosper, Right. But you see, he takes this concept and he says, look, guys, it's not about the money, but it's about the heart. This woman gave everything that she had. It was from her heart. Amen. And so I say this morning, as you give and tithe an offering, uh, just remember that it, it's a tool. Whenever we're, whenever we're trusted, when we trust God and we give him all that, and we say, God, I can't do this. This is my last little bit, just like the widow. You're going to have to step in and take over. That's when he says, I can You've now given me access to move and do things in your life. Amen. It's just taking that step of faith, right? That's the whole point. It's not because God needs money. Of course, the ministry goes on. The money's used for in the ministry. It's not that he needs money. It's that he needs our heart. Amen. He's constantly seeking for our heart. So this morning, just uh, as you're giving your tithe and offering, I'm going to pray real quick. Then we're going to give it over to uh, the worship team. Amen. But Father, we just thank you for the opportunity just to come into your house and to worship you. So, Father, once again, we just give you our hearts, God. We thank you for the, uh, the opportunity to give in this morning's tithes and offerings. And, God, we just continue to worship you. Uh, we love you. We thank you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for your generosity. You can uh, give in the front or there's a box in the back. Thank you so much.
Jesus. Bless you, Jesus. Well, if you can stand across the room, let's stand for a moment. Father, we just love your glory. We embrace your love today. We've come here to encounter you, Jesus. Lord of 
eyes have seen the Holy King and the cleanse of my lips before my And the pillar shut as the angels cry in the singing
Thank you, Jesus. remain standing for a moment Romans chapter number 8 verse 18 if you have your Bible you can grab it for a moment Romans 8 and 18 I'm going to read a little bit so just stay with me for a moment Verse 18 says, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is going to be revealed to us. For the creation eagerly awaits, eagerly waits with anticipation for God's sons to be revealed. For the creation was subject to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in the hope that the creation itself will also be set free from the bondage to decay into the glorious freedom of God's children. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together with labor pains until now. And not only that, but we ourselves who have the Spirit as the first fruits, we also groan within ourselves, eagerly waiting for adoption, the redemption of our bodies now in this hope we were saved but hope that is seen is not hope because who hopes for what he sees now if we hope for what we do not see we eagerly wait for it with patience verse 26 then in the same way the spirit also helps us in our weakness because we do not know what to pray for as we should but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with unspoken groanings. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God and who are called according to his purpose. For those he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, so that he would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called. And those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he has also glorified. Now let's go back up and look at verse 18. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is going to be revealed to us. Skip down again, verse 28. And we know that all things work together for
for the good. Everybody say, for the good of those who love God and who are called. Everybody say, I'm called according to his purpose. Father, we thank you for your word today. We ask you, God, in these next few moments to let your wind of revival blow through this room. Let the wind of your spirit blow through this room. Father, we don't want to leave here the same way we came. We don't want to leave here depressed. We don't want to leave here uh, oppressed. We don't want to leave here any way bound by the enemy, God. We want to leave here in freedom. And Father, we thank you as we open this word and as we listen to what you have to say, God, you uh, 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 give us a spirit of expectation to receive a now word from you. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, take your seats for a moment. Hallelujah. So for just a moment, I want to speak on from groans to glory. From groans to glory. So we see in verse 18 that it says, For I consider the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that's going to be revealed. I believe we're in a, in a season where miracles are happening. I believe we're seeing things in America today that it's going to take the glory to um, straighten out. I believe the Lord is going to do some things here in the next couple of months that's going to blow our mind. I believe God has called this place to be a resting place. I believe God's called this house to be a house of his presence, a house where his glory dwells. I believe that uh, God has called us to be a forerunners, not just folks who uh, sit on the sidelines, but folks who actually get involved in the game. I believe God has called us to be different. I believe God has called us to be prophetic. I believe God has called us to be rich. I believe God has called us to be healthy. I believe God has called us to be a, a, a light shining in a city. I believe God has called us to be different. I believe God has set us apart for such a time as this. And so even though at times it feels as though that the weight of the world is greater than the weight of God's glory, things are fixing to change. So from groans to glory. Now, in the beginning of this chapter, we see in verse 1 where the, where the Bible says, therefore, therefore, there is now no condemn, condemnation for those who were what? Yeah, let's say that. For those who are who? In Christ Jesus. And so there is no condemnation for me, for you. Those who are in Christ Jesus, because the law of the Spirit, law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. And so that means that this physical body, although I'm a little chunky, amen, I've lost seven pounds though, cha-ching, so I can button my jacket now, hallelujah. And so even though I feel a little weighty, I know that there's a greater weight coming. And it's called the weight of his glory. 
And so the Lord is saying in this hour, prepare for what I'm sending you. Although sometimes it feels like all of your, in your life, hell's breaking loose. Just imagine hell, heaven's breaking loose just as much as hell is. When things are going rough in your life, just know that there's an opposite going on too. The Lord is working mightily on your behalf. Hey. Yeah. Come on. Get up here. I just keep hearing the Lord say, an avalanche of his glory is going to rock our city. Come on. Just the glory of riding the wave, so to speak. You've seen the guys in the, uh, our, some of our Navy men that do this. They jump off the cliffs, and they're in this, uh, I want to say, a Batman suit. <laughs> yeah. You know, or a, a bat suit. That's what I call it. But anyway, they're flying. And what I want you to see is we could do the same thing in his glory. Same thing in his glory. Yes. God said, I've come, the Lord said, I've come to restore you to his glory. Yes. The avalanche there's been a lot of avalanches happening here just in this last week. So the Lord said, there's a sign to you that my glory is coming like an avalanche, like a glory in the wave that is in the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah. Praise God. Yeah. The glory of his anointing yeah. says, I have come to restore you yeah. to his glory, which is coming. So yes. what is God saying? He says, I've rent the veil from the top to the bottom. He said, I, when it was finished, when he died on the cross, he said, the veil was rent from the top to the bottom. So that means we could stick our heads in to the glory of glories and say, the avalanche is coming. Yeah. The glory is coming yes. in this time, in this yes. season. Yes. Yes. Till he comes to get us. Yes. It's just not right now a uh, thing. God says right. it's a forever thing that he's coming for us. Come on. It is glory. Thank you, Jesus. In his glory. In his glory. In his glory, brother Arnold. In his glory. Yes. In his glory. He says, I come to restore all things. Yes. To total restoration that we cannot do by ourselves. Yes. We got to have his help. Yes. We got to have him to help us with that. Yes. yes. Hallelujah. That's Thank a good you, word. That is good. Thank, Thank you, Lord. Thank you. That you give us sight to see what you're Thank doing. You, Lord. At least he does with me. Thank you. And, Lord, I ask that you would just fill your people even now, yes. that they would begin to see what you're doing. Yeah. That moms and dads would begin to see what their prayers are doing. Oh, hallelujah. Lord, we just thank you that you called us. There's such a time of this for your glory, your avalanche to come, and just to let us see your glory, what it's doing all across our great land, even from the White House to this city. Lord, we just believe for an avalanche of your glory. I declare it, decree it in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Well. Where was I? <laughs> hmm. Well, back to glory, I guess. So yeah, glory is the glory. The, the the wave of God's presence is increasing. Can I get a little bit more volume? The wave of God's glory is increasing, and as 
the presence increased, so does his glory. And so anytime the glory comes into a, a city, into a region, into a nation, into a church, into a family, into a business, um, things have to change. The glory causes things to change. The glory causes uh, things that were held up to be released. Last week we talked about a suddenly coming to your house. And so the glory does that. The glory causes suddenlies to go to your house. It suddenlies finds you. Amen. The glory is is a thing. It's not just something that uh, just so happens to show up. It's something that is is uh, prepared for you. I'm giving you a measure of glory. I'm giving you a measure of glory. But then as you progress and as you grow in Christ, more glory uh, 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 is released to you. Hello. More glory is released to you as you grow in Christ. Because if he gives you too much glory, you're not going to know what to do with it. And so he doesn't want to give it. You don't give a one-year-old pizza. Amen. Unless you're dumb. You don't give one-year-old pizza because the the one-year-old doesn't know how to eat it. I mean, did I eat pizza when I was one? And so, and so, 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 so I love pizza. That's why I look like one sometimes. And so, but the, but you don't give a baby pizza. And so the Lord, although he loves you and he, he, he but he, he's not going to give you a bunch of glory if you can't manage it. And so I think a lot of folks want glory, but they don't know how to manage glory. Then they get in trouble with it. And so we've seen some things happen, um, in different ministries that host revival and do things. They got in the glory and things took place that shouldn't have, and they were exposed, but the glory does expose. When the glory comes in, you, you things that uh, there's sin that's exposed, and and sin it's not to out you, and it's not to hurt you, but it's to help you, and it's to get you uh, back on track. It's to it's to get you back in uh, in the glory zone, if you will. Because with sin, you can't operate in glory. Amen, amen. You can't have sin in your heart and expect God to, bam, there's you, there you go, there's glory. Because with glory, you see, the glory, you can have presence all day, but glory is just one step more than presence. Amen. I, I walk in I walk in presence all day long, but when when I when I feel the glory, the glory, it's a tangent, it's a it's a you can feel it. It's sometimes I can't walk. Sometimes I get when I'm praying for people and the glory begins to rest on me, you'll see men have to carry me because my fat self can't operate. I can't function. In the glory. Sometimes the glory, uh, John Kilpatrick, how many of you know John Kilpatrick, Brownsville Revival? He said when the glory came in Brownsville, it hit him at the knees and he was out for hours. He said he finally woke up and it was time for church that evening. And the glory hit him because the glory had to change him. He was he would tell you he was depressed. His mother had just passed away. It was Father's Day, and, and now he didn't even want to go to church. He had an evangelist come in. He just said, Steve, do whatever you want to do. I'm just going to sit there. And at the end of the service, as Steve was praying for people, the glory hit John Kilpatrick, and he was never the same again. The glory will hit you, and you'll never be the same again. The glory comes to cut things away. The glory comes to make you into a new person. The Bible says that all creation is groaning for the sons of God to be revealed. Why? Because those sons of God are carrying the glory. 
This 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 uh, uh, world needs the glory. This um, region needs the glory. We need the glory. We need more glory. Everybody say more glory. And so he's talking about an avalanche of glory. So if you'll look at across the nation, you know, I, I say this often, but, you know, a lot of churches do the same thing. If you just look at different churches, they're all doing the same thing. What if the glory began to spread? You know, fire spreads. And I believe glory spreads. And when one person gets a glory, it can go to the next person. Just I've been in meetings where the preacher said, grab your neighbor's hand. And all of a sudden, glory shows up. And everybody in, this, in the same room is experiencing a corporate glory move. And I believe that's what God wants to do in churches across America. God can do in one day what we've been trying to do in 100 days. So glory, more glory is being released. But as more glory is being released, then we have greater responsibility to make sure we're managing our lives correctly. Now in Leviticus chapter 6, it says in 6 verse, uh, I think it's 12, it says, The fire on the altar shall be kept burning on it. It shall not go out. And so I believe the Lord is saying in this season, in this new year, new decade, that your fire can't go out. Although things may happen and things may uh, change and, and this and that may happen to you, you got to keep the fire burning. you got to keep the fire hot. You got to keep the fire red hot. You got to keep the fire going. You got to keep the fire hot. I know I just said that twice. You got to keep it going because God is saying, I need you. I need some people who are red hot for me that'll go into their world and get other people red hot for me. I need some folks who will start a fire somewhere. I need some folks who will blaze hot for me. Romans 12 in the Amplified says, never lag in zeal and in earnest endeavor, be aglow and burning with the Spirit. Be aglow and burn. So how do you get on fire? How do you, Pastor John, how, how am I supposed to burn? Well, you got to pray. Amen. 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 You got to pray and you got to read your Bible and you've got to spend time intentionally spend time in God's presence. You got to set some time away and say, Father, it's just you and me. I'm turning my phone off. I'm putting my dog away. I'm putting the food away. And I'm going to sit there and I'm going to worship you. And I'm not going to ask you for anything. I'm just going to love you. I'm just going to love you. I'm just going to find a, a place and I'm going to Lay back and minister to you. When is the last time you ministered to him? And so the Lord is saying, I want to create a movement of glory. I, I, glory, I need some glory carriers. I need some folks who will uh, demonstrate the kingdom in this earth realm. People who will carry not just my, the presence is great, but will carry this this glory 
everywhere they go. Say, I want, I'm, 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 I'm interested. What I'm interested in, just if you want to know, I'm interested in getting into a, a in a, into a, a place where my shadow heals the sick. I, I want, I'm, I'm interested in, in pressing in a little deeper and, 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 and letting just my shadow begins to, cause, cause I, that would, that would be more better than me having to ask someone, Hey, you need prayer? What if God just touched him? What if God just healed him? What if the blind just, the, their eyes just popped open because they were in your sphere? Come on, does not blow your mind. Can you think about that kind of glory? And that kind of glory is available to you. That kind of glory is available to you if you want it. And so, 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 so the Lord is uh, uh, challenging me to go uh, press in a little deeper for those type of things. We've been talking about miracles. We've been talking about miracles. And so God is saying to take the limitations off of what you think a miracle can be. Take the limitation off what you think a miracle can be. A miracle can be anything. A miracle is just when God shows up on the scene and he does what you can't do. That's a miracle. And so, Father, we just want more miracles and more glory in this house. More glory in this house. More power in this house. More anointing in this house. More power in this house. More glory in this house. More anointing in this house. We thank you for your fire. We thank you for your oil. We thank you for your wine, Father. We thank you for we're in a season of stirring up the waters. We thank you, Lord, for that we're a revival house, a house that hosts your glory. That host your glory. We declare we are a glory house. We thank you, Lord. So, anyway, hallelujah. And so I remember watching a, a video of Kenneth Hagin, and he was uh, sitting on on a chair, and and that cat was weird, man. He was he was he was something. Y'all know Kenneth Hagin? Y'all y'all know who I'm talking about? And so um, he was weird, but he was good. I love, I love, I love listening to him. And so that that booger would just go around, and he would get to you, and he would just do this or whatever, and the whole row would like freak out. Remember that? If you don't know, if you don't you need YouTube, if you don't know what I'm talking about, it was crazy wild. And people, you know, people said, "Well, that's not God," because <laughs> it was wild. Amen. And um. And uh, but God is wild. God is wild, Amen. God is wild, and and um, I'm just saying, God do that. Do whatever you want to do. You know, Kenneth Hagin came here once in the fifties, sixties, um, whenever. She keeps me straight, and so he was here. And I just and and the and the thing is, I'm not trying to like have a what do they call a seance with the dead. I ain't trying to do all that. I'm not trying to do that. But what I am trying to do is, I'm trying. I want to. I want to tap into something that we've never experienced before. I want to tap into a flow of God that will uh, uh, attract 
though unbelievers that will that will that will make unbelievers I, I will say I want what you have and all we have to do is live according to the principles of the Bible all we got to do is and as we live according to the principles of the Bible we will receive more glory we will receive more anointing and the Bible says the anointing destroys every yoke so that means that those that are around you will feel the presence of God the anointing of God and their yokes have to be destroyed because of the anointing. And so if we get more anointing, then their power, then their pain and their struggles will have to be destroyed because of more glory, more anointing, more power. And if we do the same things we've always done, we're going to get the same result over and over again as a definition of insanity. And we don't want to be insane. Amen. And so we want to be, we want to be, we want, we want the glory of God to invade this church. We want the glory of God to invade our hearts, invade our families, invade our schools, invade our businesses. Because do you know schools and businesses can be glory centers? And so God is saying, I want to do something new. And so be prepared for more glory. Amen. What else is he saying? Amen. Well, I didn't even talk about what I was supposed to talk about. Um, so, in the beginning, okay. Amen. Amen. I'm going to have a mom share a thing. And then I'm going to have uh, Pastor Peggy share uh, the word about glory that the Lord gave you. Um, about the glory coming in. Remember? Okay, okay, Mom, I want you to share the vision you had at prayer. You don't remember? Lord, help us, Jesus. <laughs> help us, Jesus. You remember now? But. Oh, no, 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 but. Yes, no, but. It goes with it. When we were in worship earlier, the Lord says they are asking you, they're asking, why is she up there dancing around like she's crazy, like she's someplace where they dance and stuff? You know why? Because I can. You know why? Because there was a time not too long ago where I sat on my couch crying because I couldn't walk, crying because I was depressed, crying because I wanted to die. And now I dance, and I'm a good dancer. <laughs> and the Lord said, with, with Pastor talking about glory, that First John 3 says that one day, one day, Tana, we're going to be face to face with him. Face to face. And we're, when we're face to face, his glory is going to be there. And we're going to walk into that glory. And we're going to feel the glory. We're going to feel what he feels for us. We're going to feel what he feels for all of us and what we should feel for him. But then he tells me, 
And this is where the little lights come in. We were in prayer the other day, and uh, I saw lan- lanterns. I don't think y'all were here. You were. I saw a little lantern. You know those little lanterns that have the wick in it, and you put the oil in it, and you got to keep. I saw little lanterns here. I was like, what in the world? And then all of a sudden, I saw them here, six here, and six here. The glory of God is coming. We have to keep our lamps trimmed and full full of the oil so that when we do see him face to face and we get in that glory we're not going to walk away from it there's not going to be any fear because let me tell you we don't have to wait until the end to see him face to face we can see him now We can be with him now. We can be in that glory now where we don't have any pain. We don't have any anger. We don't have any frustration. Where our families are all together, right? Right? We hold our grandchildren. We hold our children. We hold our parents. Um, We don't need to be angry. We keep that lamp trimmed. We keep that oil in it. And when you do that, you're protecting your soul. Did you know that? You're protecting your soul. We need a pure soul. We need a healthy soul. i got to shut up, okay? But anyway, I saw the lamps, and the Lord was saying we need to keep our lamps trimmed, and we need to keep them full because we don't know when he's going to walk in the door. We don't know when that cloud's going to split open, and here he comes. We have to be ready, so we need to keep our mouths shut. If it doesn't have anything to do with the Lord, if it doesn't have anything to do with His Word, if it doesn't line up with His Word, we need to shut up. Let me tell you what, we're in some very dire times right now. They're trying to push our president out. And I don't know about y'all, and I'm not supposed to say anything, God forgive me, but we're a lot better off right now than we were before I have to hush my son is breathing funny I ain't breathing funny amen I'm going to say I want you to say um, I want you to stay lit amen stay lit we're going to make a t-shirt to say stay lit amen and and um, I'm sorry I just really feel different today I feel different. I feel different. And I really feel like the Lord wants us to really operate in a different level. And, um, and, and Peggy's, Pastor Peggy's going to come here. And um, we have to operate in a different level. And one of the things that God is challenging me, and I'll come with the word next week, uh, but one thing the Lord is really challenging me is to, is to really stay focused on his presence more than a message. Because his presence and his glory is the message. <laughs> it is what it, it, it and I and of course I'll you know we'll we'll bring stuff to you, but I just the Lord is really challenging us to really go deeper. Because we can't stay um I don't want to be like we were last year. 
there's got to be growth. We, we have to grow as a church and grow as people of God. We, we, we have to get more hungry for God. We have, it, I remember that, you know, it, when I was younger, we would have prayer meetings. I mean, we'd have prayer meetings all the time. We'd have a little room at uh, our old church, and young people would gather. We'd have 25, 30 kids praying in tongues, screaming and yelling, and, uh, and, and the power of God and the glory of God would just just invade. And, and, I, and I just really believe God is saying, I'm, God, he's bringing us back to the place of hunger and desperation where, you know, when you're desperate for something, you don't care. You don't care. You're, if, when, you're, when I'm hungry, when I'm desperately needing a burger, baby, you know I'm going to go to Sonic and I'm going to go get me a burger. I'm going to go fast. <laughs> I'm going to break speed limits to get to Sonic to get those onion rings and get that burger and get that sweet tea. Are you hungry? And so and I'm, just try, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just trying to convey the point that you'll do anything when you're desperate. When, it's, when, you're, when you know you're dying, when you're laying in your deathbed and you know you're dying, You'll do, you'll do whatever you want your family around you. You want, you want, when you'd have to pay that bill, your property taxes due or something, you're desperate. You need a move of God. You need miracle money like yesterday. You're desperate. So, so, so the same thing in that regard, the Lord is saying, get desperate, get desperate. If you will, if you will, I'm going to challenge you the next month, the next month to get desperate. When you begin to 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 really go after God, and you you put the, you put stuff to the side, and you say, you know what, I'm going to stay focused on you. I'm desperate for a touch of God. I'm desperate for a move of God. I'm desperate for this. I'm desperate. God's going to move on your behalf. That woman with the issue of blood was desperate to get healed. She was desperate for a touch of God. She had to have God do something in her life. She tried everything else. And when she tried Jesus at work, when she got around the glory, her life changed. I said when she got around the glory, her life changed. Hey, I'm sorry. Come on. She has, she has a word that I'm just claiming in this hour. Yeah, And I had to remember because I, I'm pretty sure it was 2010 when this happened. And so I was thinking about that. It's been 10 years, but I still remember it like it was this day because we were out of our house from Hurricane Ike when it happened. And um, I was asleep in the bed, and I heard these words that caused me to wake up. And, I mean, they just dropped out of heaven. And I heard the words, God's glory is coming to all the earth. It will roll in like a cloud. It will change the face of the thing you call church and remove all those who are proud. Now, I don't talk in rhyme, and that I was sound asleep when I heard that, but I never forgot it. And, and my thing is, as I was sitting there, I was trying to remember, I'm like, what is he talking about? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, okay, that, Lord, yeah. I had, like, a vision in my mind of, kind of like what I interpret it being and it goes back to back in like even the 80s when I, we've talked about this before we were convinced Jesus was coming back 
like in 1988. We knew 88 reasons why Jesus is returning, 88. And I was in the Baptist church, and I was teaching eschatology. Okay, Jesus expects it to come back, and then it's going to be the seven-year tribulation, and it's going to be a thousand-year reign and all this stuff. And I was on the board, and I, we, we were convinced as Baptists. We knew. Well, the thing was, even now when you read that, at that point in time, reading that stuff out of the book of Revelation, it's like I don't see how any of that could happen, but it doesn't matter. Jesus is coming back. Well, now think how much clearer now we are. We can see how there could be a mark of the beast, you know, and we could see how there could be a one world government. And so now we didn't, that wasn't even in our radar back in the 80s. But we can sure see it happening now. So my thing is that I feel like the glory is, just like John was talking about the shadow healing, like if you think about Peter and how they said that his shadow healed, it was because he radiated the anointing out from among him. And I've heard of people, I remember a guy from Triumph told me that when Rod Parsley walked in the back door of triumph that they could feel his presence and i've heard that about katherine kuman too that when she would go on late night talk shows that they could feel her presence when she walked in the room because the person of that carried the anointing around them like a circle of power okay so back to this we were convinced Jesus coming back and he could come back today. He could come back before we get in, you know, out of church today. But here's the, like the, what I saw in my mind is that, yes, Jesus is coming back. Just what Pat just said. He's coming back. Now think about it. If he's coming back, if Rod Parsley has an anointing circle around him that strong, how much more of an anointing circle does Jesus have around him? So in my mind, I get the impression, and this is just my personal interpretation, okay, that yes, Jesus is coming back, but as he steps off that throne and he heads this away, the anointing around him, that's what the glory is. That's what God's glory is. Because the glory is the anointing power of God. And so I think it's all signs that Jesus is coming back soon for his church. But the glory is that thing that precedes his actual presence because of the degree of God's presence that he carries. Does that make sense to you? So I just say, get your, you know, get your your hopes up get your faith up and i'm say that to me as much as anybody else in, in here but you know god's glory one touch of god's glory can transform everything everything in an instant and it's coming it's coming in jesus isn't that good do you have something okay now as anita's coming i'm gonna start wrapping up but here's what i want to tell you you can stand here's what i'm gonna tell you is that um, as the glory invades um, our church, I'm telling you, it's going to happen. There's, there's, there's coming a time where um, 
the glory of the Lord is going to be so thick here that you're not going to be able to do much of anything. And so, um, and, 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 um, if, if you've never been in a, in a, in a, I can, I can tell you I, when I was with pastor Rod, um, uh, a few months ago, I guess a few months ago, um, I, you could feel as he got closer into the building, you could feel, you could actually feel the anointing. And I remember sitting at my table and I was like, man, I said, do you feel that next to this, to this other pastor? He said, I'll guarantee you pastor Rod's about to walk through those doors. And it wasn't maybe five minutes and pastor Rod walked right through those doors. And it's just, it's just, we all do that. There, there's a glory all around us. And the more we stay focused on the Father, the more glory you will get. The sword of the Spirit of God is to, to sharpen us. The word that we read is to cause us to be engulfed with this glory that we're talking about. So what the Lord wanted me to read to you that I had written down yesterday, as he says, in Psalms 2, 12, it says, Many blessings are waiting for all who turn aside to hide themselves in him. I want you to just kind of close your eyes and just try to repeat these words with me. From the depths of my heart, I worship knowing I am covered and protected by your presence. Your arms are a shield that cannot be penetrated by the sharpness of arrows. Your embrace is like a lullaby. And I sleep soundly, knowing I'll awake in the place of safety and bliss. In you, I am truly alive. As I hide myself within your greatness, I discover your eternal purposes. You are my awe-inspiring God. In love and humility, I bow. The way you watch over me infuses me with confidence and courage. You are my source. I draw life from the waters of your love. Your word illuminates my path, and wherever we go, I flourish. In Jesus' name. So, Father, we just thank you, Lord, for your presence. We thank you, Lord, for your glory. And, Father, as we leave and go through our week, we just ask you, God, to give us great grace to run the race before us. We ask you to help us, Father, stay committed to following your path and your track and what you're doing. And Father, when we get out of the off path and off track, Father, we just ask you to gently nudge us and get us back in line. And Father, we bless each person here today. We bless those that watched today. We thank you, Father, that this is a blessed people. Father, we thank you for health, vitality. We thank you for supernatural encounters we thank you lord that needs are supernaturally met by your power we thank you lord that this is a blessed church and these are a blessed people in jesus name amen if you need prayer we ask you to come forward if not we'll see you monday night 6 30 for prayer we'll have a good time together god bless you we love you
Come on, you see. Come to the fountain, to the edge of the bank. The water is stirring, the tides are now turning. Jump in the river of grace. The spirit is searching, hearts are returning. 